Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Um, I told y'all last week I'm not good on the protocol. I'm still working it out, but I'm going to be the best me that I can be. I can't be anybody else. I'm going to be the best me that I can be. Amen. I give God all the glory, all the honor, and the praise. I thank God for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I thank God for the precious Holy Ghost. Amen. The Spirit of Christ that is in this place on today. Amen. I give honor, amen, to my husband, my pastor, Pastor Walker, our entire ministerial staff, our national mother, Mother Mark. Amen. Our musicians, our Deacon Bryant. Amen. All the saints, friends, visitors in the house of the Lord on today. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Um, while you're making your way to the word of God, we're coming from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 14. And we will begin reading at verse 23. While you find your way there, I just want to sing a little bit of this song. It might have, it's for me. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. They said I wouldn't make it. They said I wouldn't be here today. They said I'd never amount to anything. But I'm glad to say that I'm on my way and I'm growing stronger each day. There were many that started out with me, but now they've gone astray. But I'm still Oh, I've been criticized. 
had to wipe many tears from my eyes. Hey, but I'm Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I give you the glory. God, I give you the praise. Hallelujah. It's only because of you, God. Only because of your grace and your mercy. Only because of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we can keep on going. That we can keep on stepping. That we can keep on moving forward. God, we give you all the glory. God, we give you all the praise. Hallelujah, I'm still holding on because of you, Jesus. Hallelujah, I'm going to keep my hand in the master's hand and I will never let go of his hand. Hallelujah, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Amen, amen. We're going into the word of God. Matthew chapter 14, and we will begin reading at verse 23. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's be all on one accord on this morning. Amen. The word of God, it stood for us. Let's stand for the word of God. Hallelujah. We'll read all the way over to verse 32, beginning at verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. 
But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Praise be to God. We thank you. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing. We cannot do anything without your anointing, Lord God. We can't do anything without you, Lord God, until you come. We thank you in advance for your word, Lord Father God. We pray right now, Lord God, that you would bless your servant. Hide me right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Decrease me, Lord God, and you increase. Send forth your word, Lord Father God, and it will go out and accomplish what you have set for it to do. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations in my heart be acceptable in your sight, Jesus, for you are my Lord, you are my strength, and you are my Redeemer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. 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 Thank God for his word, Matthew 14, 23, and we're talking about storms on today. And if I could give this sermon a title, it would be Built for the storm. Built for the storm. A storm is defined as a violent disturbance of the atmosphere with strong winds and usually it comes with rain and thunder and, and lightning and sometimes we get snowstorms, we get hail storms, we get sand storms, we get dust storms. There's so many different kinds of storms but the one thing that happens in a storm, there's a disturbance in a normal condition. And in this life, I know that we've always heard it said that you're either in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're about to go into a storm. So how can we be built for a storm? How can we be built for something that's defined as violent, something that's unscheduled, something that is a disturbance, something that comes to tear things down, something that comes to crush and demolish, to tear apart, to rip apart, something that takes us out of a normal condition. Amen. Storms don't come in normal conditions. They come when there's a change in the atmosphere. And there's a change in the atmosphere. Storms don't come announced. They don't make an announcement. A lot of times, you know, we don't know. We just see the clouds coming. It gets a little dark. But when you change your atmosphere, you activate a change in your atmosphere by prayer, by applying the word of God in your life and by reading the word. When you ask God to wash me, God, touch me, God, deliver me, God, help me, God, heal me, take me a little higher, fill me with your Holy Ghost, you are changing your normal atmosphere, so you better watch out because a storm is going to be coming your way. We are not to be just normal. God calls us his chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are a peculiar people. 
There's a difference about us when we come into a room. We're unlike others. We are special. We are uncommon. We are unique. We praise God because he called us out of the darkness into the marvelous light. That's why we praise God the way that we do. That's why we give God the glory the way that we do. Because God has snatched us out of the hands of the enemy. Hallelujah. There's some things that I may have went through that you didn't go through. There's some things that you went through that I didn't go through. But we all got to praise. We all got to thank you. We all got to, God, I bless you. We all got to, God, I couldn't have made it without you. God, I couldn't have did anything without you. If you hadn't come and snatched me out the hand of the enemy. So we all got to praise. And we all are unique. And we all are different. The word of God says that I know your works. You could be cold or you could be hot. But God doesn't want us to be lukewarm Christians. Thank you, Mother Mark. You were talking about it in Sunday school. God don't want us sitting on the middle of the fence. He wants us to be cold or to be hot. He don't want no lukewarm Christians. You got to make up your mind. You praise them this Sunday. Then you sit down on them that Sunday. You wishy-washy. Hallelujah. You got to make up your mind. Stop sitting on the fence. You got to give God the glory. You got to give God the praise. I'm not giving you an option, but you got to be hot for Jesus. Get off the fence and be for Jesus. He didn't call us to be normal because God will come in and break up your normal routine. That's why when you pray, God, I want a stronger prayer life. God, I want to be stronger in you. God, I want a greater anointing. God, use me for your glory. You don't get there by a normal life. It's going to cost you some time on your knees. It's going to cost you some sleepless nights. You're going to have to make up some, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. There's some things that you're going to have to give up. There's some people that you're going to have to give up. There's some places that you're going to have to give up. There's some attitudes that you're going to have to give up. There's some ways that you're going to have to give up. There's some clothes that you're going to have to give up. There's a whole bunch of things that you got to give up when you call out to Jesus in your normal condition. And you want God to make a change in your life. You got to give it up. Got to give it up. But you're being built for the storm. Your prayer life will cause a disturbance in your atmosphere. Your atmosphere. Everything around you. Everything that's close to you. Don't you know? That's how the enemy works. He uses the closest thing to you to get you on your knees. Your children acting crazy. Your spouse might be acting crazy. They might be acting crazy on your job, in your school, wherever you go. Oh my God. But that's the time when you got to tell them little imps in your house. I'm not calling the children the devils, but sometimes they act like they got the devil in them. And them little imps, them little devils, them little devils, all you got to do is say, boo, ask for me in my house. We will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. We will serve 
going to serve the Lord. And you may ask God, where is this coming from? Did I do something? Why me, Lord? How did I get into this mess? Or what good can come out of this? But you have to remember that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Lift it up, lift it up, lift up the word in your home. Lift up the word on your job. Lift up the word while you're driving to work. Lift up the word in your heart. Oh, the word that I've hit in my heart that I might not sin against you. You need the word. The word is alive. The word is living. Put the word on it. Put the word of God on one of every one of your situations. And watch God. Watch God change it. Watch God turn it around. Watch God move. Watch God fix it. Watch God work it out. Put the word on it. Put the word on it. The word. The word. There's power in the word of God. Power in the word of God. I'm talking about power in the word. Hallelujah. But you got to be self-controlled. You got to be watchful because your adversary, your adversary, I'm not talking about people. We're talking about the devil. Hallelujah. We're not talking about people. We're talking about the enemy. We're talking about the devil. He is roaming around. Hallelujah. Seeking whom he may devour. Roaming up and down the earth. Roaming up and down the earth. Have you tried that one? I'm going to try that one. I'm going to try this one. I'm going to see what I can do to make her throw up her hands and say it ain't worth it. I'm going to see what I can do to make her turn around on God and go back before she knew him. But the devil is a liar. The devil is as a roaring lion. He ain't got nothing on you. He don't even have no teeth. He can't hurt you. He can't hurt you. He can't hurt you. He can't hurt you. He can, he can, he can, he can. We said it last week, and we know that all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose, not my purpose, his purpose. Whatever you're going through is working for your good. It's his purpose. When you told God yes, it's his purpose. When you told God, I'll go, it's for his purpose. Not what I want to do. I didn't ask to be here. Hallelujah. But it's for the purpose of God to give him glory and to give him praise and to preach the word of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. He's building you for the storm. He's building you for the storm. Building you. For the storm. We don't have to be afraid because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you have to remember that God is not a storm. God is not the storm. Storms come to remind us that there are forces so much stronger than us. 
a strong storm reminds us that we need our God who is stronger than the storm that has come our way. Storms don't give you a heads up. Storms don't ask your permission. Storms don't knock on your door. They'll blow it off. They just show up out of nowhere. Where did this come from? Where did this lightning come from? Where did this dark cloud come from? They just show up, but we serve a mighty God who will show up in the midst of any storm, in the midst of any problem, in the midst of any sickness, any tribulation, any pain, any heartache, any shipwreck, any storm. My God is in control of when you go into the storm. And God is in control of when you come out of the storm. But while you're in the storm, God is trying to teach you something. He's making you. He's molding you. You see, we could come up here and preach blue skies, cotton candy, and roses. We could preach money cometh. We could preach that every Sunday. But when the storm comes, what you going to do? If you don't know what to do, when the storm comes, when the clouds come rolling in, it ain't about tiptoeing through the tulips. You got to learn how to make it so when the tulips do come, you know how to enjoy it. Jesus, the storm will strengthen you. It's like resistance training. I know Pastor Walker knows about the lifting and stuff, and I was thinking about, I know a little bit, I remember him telling me something about the muscles. You, got, you lift and you lift and you lift, and, but the thing about it, it says that the resistance, meaning that the storm, you're fighting the storm, and it's resistance, and God gives us strength to get through any storm, you know, that we may be going through. And I heard him uh, one time talk about how the, how, the, how the eagle's wings get stronger because it's, it's fighting, you know, to get out, get out of the shell. But this is my, this is my analogy. I have um, the resistance causes microscopic tears to the muscle cells, which in turn are quickly repaired by the body to help the muscles regenerate and grow stronger. So when you get that resistance and you get that pain and your heart feels like it's tearing in two, when you're going through and you're just crying out to God and you're by yourself and your pillow might be soaked with tears and you're going through the storm, you just keep going through because whatever God is trying to tear down, sometimes storms come to cleanse some things. Sometimes storms come to get some mess out of the way, to get some debris out of the way the water the water the holy ghost uh, sometimes the water has to come to get rid of that joke to get rid of all of that mess uh, we got mess in our heart that we need to get rid of we got mess in our mind that we need to get rid of we got mess in our ears that we need to get rid of we got mess in our eyes that we need to get rid of we got mess on our hands that we need to get rid of we got mess on our phones that we need to get rid of we need to take our eyes off of worrying about Who's doing this and who's doing that on Instagram and on Facebook and TikTok or whatever you have because all you got is a picture that they 
you to see. And that's how the enemy comes in and tries to fool us, tries to trick us. Have our young people thinking that they got to gotta get a lot of money. Have our young people thinking that they got to have a lot of women. They got to have a lot of men. They got to dress this way. They got to talk this way. They got to act that way. But the devil is a liar. He ain't doing nothing but trying to trick you. Just trying to trick you. It's just a picture. I showed my husband one picture. This guy, he was, he was fronting, you know, doing it for the gram. And he's like, oh, this got a nice house. And they blew the picture up. He was sitting at Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's a nice kitchen. But they blew the picture up. He's sitting in a fake kitchen in a Home Depot trying to front like he living in a $500,000 house. He ain't living. He probably live with his mama. We got to be real for Jesus. We got to be real. We got to be real with what, what we say. We got to be real in what we do. Hallelujah, because we got young people in here today, and they're looking for something real to hold on to, just like you said, Mother. They want God, and we got to give them the real, unadulterated Word of God. No, uh, no watered-down Word of God. We got to give them the real Word of God, because that's what's going to keep them. That's what's going to keep them while they're going up and down the hallways in their school, while they're sitting in the classroom, and the teacher, my goodness, and I saw on the news the teacher, I didn't know it was a teacher. It was in another state. The way that that teacher beat that child up, I thought it was another student. It was the teacher. So we got to give them something while they're here that they can hold on to when they go outside in different places. But I thank God for the resistance training. The resistance training when you're coming up against something and you feel like you might be torn down, but as long as you keep God with you, he's going to build you back up again. It's the process. Break down, repair, and regrow. Break down. That's fine. All right, God, break it down. When you pray, God, take away anything that's unlike you. If you really mean that thing with your heart, God's going to take it away. And you'll be like, ooh, ouch. But you asked for it. You got it. Jesus Christ, not Toyota, whatever that is. You asked for it, you got it. Jesus Christ. You asked for it, you got it. Get the Holy Ghost. Break down, break it down. Anything that's unlike you, anything that's keeping me from receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, anything that's keeping me from having a good relationship with you, break it down, Lord. Break it down. He will repair and he will regrow you. You may feel broken down right now, but God comes to repair us, to regrow us, to refill us, Refill us. Fill us with your Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, he is our comforter. He is our teacher. He is our helper. And he does bring God's word back to our remembrance in the time of trouble. God is with us. For he said that he will never leave us. He said that he would never forsake us. Hallelujah. Never leave you. Never forsake you. That's the kind of God that we serve. Oh, yeah. Remember, in the storm... The word of God in Isaiah 43 and 2 says that when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, 
they shall not overflow you. They will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. That's the word of God right there. Amen. And going into the word, but just like Peter and the disciples, the boat that they were in, the thing that was supposed to be carrying them, the boat, the thing that was holding them up, the thing that was supporting them, their support system on the water, the thing that was keeping them afloat and keeping them from the raging waters, the thing, the thing, because I know that they probably wouldn't have got on that boat if they knew that it was a storm, if they could see a storm happening. They wouldn't have got in the boat and started going out into the middle of the water if they saw the storm. But they were already in the middle. That's what the Word of God says. That's what the Word of God says, that they were in the middle of the water. Sometimes that thing that we always depended on is no longer there. What or who we depended on falls through. It used to do a good job. But now it's in a mess too. You looking at the boat and the boat looking at you. Like we both out here in the middle of the water. We both out here in this raging sea. We both out here in the winds that were contrary. Because the Bible says in verse 24, but the boat was now. So that means that there was a change. There was a change in the atmosphere. There was a change in a normal condition. Something changed. It used to be reliable. It used to be dependable. It used to take care of its responsibilities. But there's been a change. But the boat is now. Just like the boat. Just like people. Where is he now? Where is she now? He used to be dependable. She used to be dependable. But where is she now? The one thing that was keeping you afloat in the water, the one thing that was keeping you from drowning, it was always dependable. We were always able to go out to the boat and get some fish and come back and have a good time. We were always able to go into the boat and look at the sky, have a good time, and come back. But now we're in the boat and we're in the middle of the sea and the storm is starting to rage. And oh God, I can't get back to shore right now. But God will come in and take away that one thing that you've always depended on. That one thing that you felt like you always needed. When you ask God to clean you up, you got to know that that one thing that you feel like you always need may not be there for you. He was building you for the storm. For the storm. The disciples and Peter, and they were afraid. In the middle of the storm, Jesus comes. And that's why when you're in the middle of the storm, you got to recognize Jesus. The word of God says that they thought it was a ghost. They thought it was a ghost. But you can't take your eyes off of Jesus. The storms in our lives bring about fear. But we got to recognize Jesus in the middle of our storm. Do you or can you recognize Jesus in the midst of your storm? Or do you feel like, woe is me? Do you feel like, oh, why am I going through this? God sometimes takes us through things so we can help somebody else. What are you going to get out of this? What is he trying to teach you? What is he trying to, to get to you? What are you going to learn out of this? 
But we don't have to be afraid, be afraid when the storms come. Just know that you got to recognize Jesus. Recognize Jesus in your storm. All right, it's coming. God, what do you want me to get out of this? I might be going through some pain, but I know, God, you're going to take me through, and I'm going to learn something from this. I might have a heartache. I might have financial problems, God, but I know that you're going to take me through this. You're going to see me through in the area of my finances, in the area of my home, in the area of my children. God, I know that you're going to see me through when they acting crazy, when they act like you weren't even the ones that raised them. God, I know that you're going to see me through. I know you're going to see me through. I know you're going to see me through. You got to give God everything and give him back his word. And the word of God tells us to don't think that it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. But we are to rejoice. Hallelujah. Can we rejoice in the midst of a trial? Can we rejoice in the midst of pain? Can we rejoice in the midst of confusion? Can we still rejoice when we don't have the answers? We are to rejoice to the extent that we partake of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, we may also be glad with exceeding joy. That means that when you come to the end of your test, when you come to the end of your trial and you see what you got out of it, then there's a reason to shout. Then there's a reason to praise God. When you come out of it and you say, oh God, it was for your glory. God, you were using me for your glory. Hallelujah. We don't just go through something for nothing. Hallelujah. If you're suffering right now, if you're in pain right now, if you're confused right now, you got to give God back his word. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be revealed with all of the glory which shall be revealed in us. All of the glory belongs to God. All of the praise belongs to God. You got to give it back to him. 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 Give him the glory. Give him the praise. Oh, God, I thank you. Lord, I bless your name. God, I give you glory. I had some more in here, but I believe the Lord is saying, stop. I'm going to let the Lord have his way. But Jesus says, be of good cheer. In the midst of your storm, God says, it is I. Do not be afraid. Jesus, he's the great I am. It is I, Jesus, God Almighty. He's my Lord, my King, my soon-coming King, my Heavenly Father, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Bread of Life, the Light of the World. He's the Door. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the Resurrection and the Life. He's our Jehovah Jireh. He's our Provider. He's Jehovah Rapha. He is our Healer. He is whatever we can take Him to be, whatever we need Him to be. And to close this out, I just want to let you know that while you're going through the midst of your storm and when you recognize that it's Jesus and you put your hand in Jesus' hand and you say, Lord, take me through this storm 
before you know it, you're going to be walking on the one thing that you thought was going to take you out. You're going to be able to walk on the water when the seas were raging and the wind was contrary, blowing against you. You're going to be able to walk over that sickness. You're going to be able to walk over that despair. You're going to be able to walk over every problem with your head held high, with your hand in Jesus' hand. You'll be able to walk with your head held high, knowing that the Lord has brought you through. Hallelujah. We got to continue to keep our heads held high. We got to look to the hills because that's where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord. Our help, it comes from the Lord. The one thing that should have swallowed you up, you're walking over it. The one thing that came to take you out, you're walking over it. The one thing that came to consume you, that tried to conquer you, you triumphed over your trial. You're built for the storm. Matthew 7 and 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell, and it was a great fall. Be like the wise man. Build your house on the rock, and that rock is Jesus. Jesus is our rock. He is our foundation. And the only way to be built for the storm is to build your foundation on Jesus. Amen. Pray my strength in the Lord. Somebody say built for the storm. Built for the storm. Amen. Amen. No matter what you're going through, no matter what it looks like, no matter the dark clouds above you, I don't even care if you're in the middle of an earthquake, trouble don't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but your joy will come. There's one thing about a storm. A storm may start, but a storm has got to end. My God, it doesn't matter how long you're in the storm, but God gave a promise with the rainbow in the sky that he will cover you and keep you no matter what you're going through, that you'll come out of it. There's never been a storm that you went in that you have not come out. Nobody has walked out of their house and it was raining and walked back in their house and it was raining, and came back out the house again, and it was raining. But somewhere, somehow, the rain stopped. 
Before you know it, the storm will be over. But you got to stay with Christ. On Christ the solid rock, I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. You can't build your life in the sinking sand. You got to be on the rock. Sand will wash away. Dirt will wash away. But the rock of Jesus Christ will stand the storm. If you hold on to God, you can stand it through any storm. And you can be like Jesus, uh, uh, even in the midst of the storm. When I'm sinking, when I'm going through, uh, 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 I can call on Jesus, and I can walk back on water. See, when you should be sinking, when you're with Christ, you can walk back through it. You can walk back through your storm. You can walk through your trouble. You can go through your problem. Whatever comes up, God is with you. You're built for the storm. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. God is making you to stand the storm whatever you go through. We thank God for the word of God built for the storm, encouraging our Lady Walker that whatever storm come your way, you're built for it. You may not be able to handle my storm, and I may not be able to handle your storm, but you're built for what God has equipped you to be, and you're built for the storm to come out. Amen. Amen. Again, we thank God for the word. Amen. At this time, we'd like to extend prayer. If there's one that desire that we come and we pray with you, you may be going through a test or a trial or, or a situation that you feel like, I can't make it, but, but the power of God resting upon you can give you the strength to hold on, to stand the storm. Uh, there was an old song that said, I'm going to anchor by and by, and it won't be very long. I'm going to hold on through this storm. I'm going to hold on through this storm that whatever the trouble, whatever the problem be, God is going to bring me out of it, and I'll come out victorious. And one thing about it, you, 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 you may see me now, but when I come out of the storm, I'm not even going to look like the storm I've been through. Because when God is working out, when God is blessing, when God is healing, when God is delivering, you don't even look like the storm that you've been through. You tell somebody what you've been through, and you've been through all that, but God. He's that kind of person. He's that kind of healer. He's that kind of deliverer. He's that, he's that provider that will bring you out of every test that you go through. Built for the storm. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. We thank God for his word. We thank God for everything that's been said and done. Um, at this time, if there are no other sayings, um, everyone can please stand. We'll be dismissed. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your people. We pray right now, Lord God, every prayer, every prayer request, every petition that has gone up, Lord Father God, in your ears. And we are in expectancy, Lord Father God. We stand in expectancy. We wait in expectancy, Lord Father God, because we know that you are able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. We pray that you continue to watch over your people, bless them, cover them, and keep them. We apply the blood of Jesus over their lives as we go to our different destinations, Lord Father God, as we go home today and as we go to work and school on tomorrow. Bless, cover, and keep, Lord God. Now may the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.